I'm going to guess and say that it was sometime around the there were two friends in London who had lunch together every day and they were particularly fond of trying new restaurants and they in fact found out that there was a new restaurant in the area so one day they got up and they went and arrived at the restaurant and at first it was a little odd there's no hostess here well but there's plenty of a open tables we'll just go seat ourselves and they walked over and they sat down and they waited and they waited and they waited they'd been there almost a half hour no one came to take their order and they got angry and they got up and they left the restaurant and Later that day, some friends asked, they said, so what did you think of the new restaurant? And they said, well, I don't know who that McDonald is, but his restaurant has terrible service, and I'm never going back there again. It's kind of a silly example of a very common experience in the world that we go forward with a certain idea, with a certain expectation, and then when we are looking at an opportunity right in the face, we just completely run past it and emerge irritated or angry or dissatisfied, certainly hungry. And it doesn't take a great deal of understanding about the gospel and about our Lord's earthly ministry, how often our Lord encountered the same thing. And that is the purpose behind the parable in today's gospel. Because Jesus knows very well that in his earthly ministry, he's all about one thing, to go into the world, to announce that the kingdom of God is very near and is in fact among you now and so repent and believe in the good news and yet how many people were there among him that heard everything that he said but did not take that message to heart oh that eternity thing, I'll, I'll think about that later. I'm, I'm way too busy right now. And there were many others who went in a different direction saying, what is he talking about? We have, we have the covenant. It's the law of Moses. And it's the possession of the land that God gave to us. That's it. We have no need of anything else. And Jesus is being very clear in today's parable that if you hear what Jesus says and yet fail to apprehend his message, or if you hear our Lord's message and think that it is somehow dispensable in any way, not only will you go hungry, you will die and you will remain dead in eternity. And so, that is why throughout my life, I, I have been digging and digging and digging and noticing all of those times in my life 
that I, I heard what Jesus was saying, but completely missed the message. Or heard the message, but was far too prone to say things like, well, I'm not breaking the rules, I'm making them better. And I can tell you from personal experience that the result is always estrangement and loneliness and despair. The only resolution for which is our Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Ever since I came to that realization, I have resolved every day to understand what is the means or what is the manner in which I fail to apprehend what our Lord is saying. Or what is the means and what is the manner by which I am refusing to my, allow myself to be conformed to him? And every day to recommit myself to saying, Lord, I not only want to hear you, but I invite you to come to me to change my heart and so change everything about me. And not so much in time, Lord. I'm not asking for you to give me a good day or put me into a good mood. But Lord, what I do ask is that you remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And so, that's exactly where pre-advent comes from. Think of it this way. Every day, I'm willing to bet that the great majority of you do three things. Number one, you put on your shoes. Number two, you get in the car. And number three, you go to wherever you need to go in order to accomplish what you need to accomplish that day. And you do those three things in a very specific sequence. Is it possible that you could get in the car barefoot and put your shoes and socks on while you were on your way to where you were going? Well, yeah, but that might be one of the original forms of distracted driving, and isn't it better when I have my shoes on before I get in the car? It's even theoretically possible, you know what? Forget shoes today, I'll just go barefoot throughout my entire day. Again, theoretically possible, but probably the day will go better if you don't do that. And so think of this season, this time between now and the beginning of Advent as the season of putting your shoes on, of beginning to do a sincere survey of your own heart and your own life. When I think about the last year. Where have I failed to apprehend the message of Christ? Or where do I persist in refusing to conform myself to Christ? 
and be as specific as you can be. Don't make it generic of, Lord, make my heart more like yours. Be very specific about the conditions under which you have refused to conform yourself to Christ. And make that your intention for Advent. During these next six weeks, before the beginning of Advent, make that prayer and say, Lord, I desire that the season of Advent be the season of penance and prayer and sacrifice and transformation that you will it to be. And Lord, I invite you to come to that place inside of me that is still waiting to be united with you. And I ask you to make this season of Advent a changing time in my life. Because here's what will happen. When we arrive at the solemnity of the birth of our Lord, you will find yourself in that dark, cold, smelly stable in Bethlehem. And you will look to your right and you will see Joseph. And you will look to your left and you will see Mary. And then all three of you at almost exactly the same time will look over the edge of that manger for the first time. You will see the face of your incarnate Lord. You will see your salvation right there in front of you. And the joy that will invade your heart in that moment is something that you have never experienced before in your life. And that joy will remain with you as it does with Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph, in this moment, right now in heaven, still experience the joy that they felt in the moment when they looked into the eyes of Jesus for the first time. And so, begin to prepare yourself now for Advent, that it be a season of transformation. And then make Advent that season of transformation. And so arriving at our celebration of Christmas, you will see Jesus. You will know Jesus. You will understand Jesus. You will love Jesus in a way that you never have before.